Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Now lift your hands to him. The Bible says that the Lord inhabiteth the praise of his children, of his servants. As we lift up the name of the Lord, the mighty hand of God is already in this place healing somebody right now receive healing in your body right now right now right now this is the presence of god and this is the house of god there's no formula for anything but we have god who is always working and always doing something new for us lift your hands and just worship him as god is touching you in any way that he wants to touch you Somebody shout and say, Lord, touch me. Any way you want to touch me. Do something, Lord. Anything you want to do, Lord. Just do it. Just do it. Heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, Lord, and I'll be saved. Let that word drop in my spirit and let it make all the difference. 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 All the difference this morning. Let that word drop in my spirit and make all the difference. Thank you. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. One that came with sorrow of heart received the fullness of joy from the Lord. May God touch you with the spirit of joy, the oil of joy, the oil of liberty. May it touch you now. Receive joy in the name of Jesus. Whatever hurts you, Whatever makes you sad, whatever takes your joy away, may the Lord turn it around. May the Lord turn it around right now. And may God bring that spirit of joy into you. Now be healed in your body. I command every sickness, I command every disease. I command every pain. I command every ailment. I command every disturbance of mind, of spirit. Leave him alone in the name of Jesus. Leave her alone in the name of Jesus. Get out now in the name of Jesus.
says. Now receive your healing now and thank God for your healing. Receive your healing and thank God for your healing. Receive your healing and thank God for your healing. Receive your healing and thank God for your healing. We thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. Shout your louder amen. Hallelujah. Welcome your neighbor to church. Tell your neighbor I'm happy I'm sitting by you today in church. And we are flowing in the blessing and the anointing together. And I'm surprised that you are looking so nice this morning. I wonder what has happened to you, but you look so different. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. I thought somebody was clapping and giving a shout of praise to Jesus for the life that he has given you, for the joy, for his grace, for his presence and his power that is available to you. I thought you were excited about it. I didn't know that it doesn't mean anything to you. Come on, give him some praise and some shout and some praise. And let him hear your shout this morning. Wow. Sit down in the presence of the Lord. I was sharing last week with you on open heavens. Is that not so? Very good. Now, I'm sharing today about entering your financial blessings. And I believe God that somebody is breaking out of poverty. And what would have been a lingering and languishing poverty of your life, you are breaking out of it in the name of Jesus. If that is the suban in your home, the, the culture of your home is poverty, and everybody accepts it. I mean, I'm showing you in the Bible that that is not what God's plan is for your life. And I want you to receive it and to believe it. Maybe you are young, you can't even see. If you are young, you don't see things clearly. Like even if where you come from is so poor and everything. I mean, it's okay. Yes, food, I mean, maybe the key thing. For me, the most important place for my life was my father's village. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I left there and I was in school elsewhere, I was always looking for vacation so that I would get back to the village. Why? There was food. Plenty of food. I mean, like you can eat without thinking. Number one. Number two, I just enjoyed the bush. Farming. Uh, no, I wasn't a hunter. I was, wait, is it hunting? Setting traps. Is it hunting? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> a trapper. Hunting there, that's a light ball. How would the 
bush in the night. I didn't do that one. It was joy. It was nice. It was great. You two, what did you enjoy? In the sea. And is it boat or canoe? Fisherman, there's a, a professional fisherman. Was it night or day? At dawn. And you are there. Ah, and there's food on the boat. You eat. A plan. And pepper. Yeah. So the point I'm making is that, I mean, were you sad that you were not in Accra? Just forward to the dawn so that they will go on the sea and go and catch some fish and come and you are happy. That's all your life. In the sand of the, the beach. Beautiful. Yeah. There's no money. If you go to the sea at dawn, when do you go to school? No school. For you, there's no problem. You have got fish, you have got food, you have got pepper. That's all right. So I'm saying that you need even for your eyes to open to see certain things. But even if you are young, I'm forcing your eyes to open so that you can see some things and believe God. Are you here with me this morning? See it and believe God for a difference in this new life that is coming. Yeah. Somebody will ask, so when did you see? I don't know when I saw. Yes. And I don't know what I saw. But I only knew at a point that there's some life, especially when I went to secondary school by miracle. Yes. Because it wasn't on the plan. My father said I'm number six. One, two, three, four, five. No secondary school. Why should it even occur to me? Yes. That's why I went to the best secondary school. Yes. Akomuman Secondary School, P.O. Boss 46, Akosomo. Where Nyasa School now, where you are. Yes. Yes. So as I got there, it's like, where am I? Me. I'm here. What a shock. But I can remember. I don't know where I got it, but what, what's in me is that if I'm here, then I must make something out of here. That's all. So though, at that time, the school, almost everybody fails. I mean, just one or two people will do well, the rest, they will fail. Yes. But as I, I said, no, 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 there must be something different for me here. That's why I would sit down. That time we had a book called Syllabus. I would take it and look at the topics and take book 
and learn the thing for myself. Because I, I remember I told myself, these teachers, they taught the other ones. And they got nine and eight and seven and things like that. If I wait for them to teach me, I'll get the same thing. So I will teach myself this thing, yeah. There must be something. And I pray that you also have that something that makes you see that. And that if you happen to get the smallest opportunity like this, you are making a big difference. Somebody shout, I'm the one. So what was your motivation? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe later on I saw that my motivation was also poverty. And you see a certain light somewhere. It motivates it's negative, but it whips you from the back. That he said, this thing, I must break away from it somehow. I didn't know what was there, what is available, and what else, but at least I must come out of a certain situation. Yes. Yeah, that's why I'm here preaching. Because by this time, I'm catching grass cutters. Yes, certain traps going in the morning to check what is inside. Sometimes it's snake. Yeah. So you have to believe God. So last week we talked about open heavens and we talked about the tithe where God said, um, bring ye all the tithe and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord and prove me now here with if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, I want you to come along with me in a very short episode for this morning. Go back to verse 8. Is a verse here. Verse 8. So, we said last week that you need your tithing opens the heavens, the windows of heaven. And this is not the only place that windows of heaven is talked about in the Bible. And the windows of heaven always stand for the pouring out of abundance. Amen. Yeah. So, um, like Second Kings uh, 7, when the um, prophet said that tomorrow by this time there will be abundance of food. And then the big man, honorable, he said, if even windows are made in heaven and open out, what you prophet are saying, it cannot come to pass. But he knows that there needs to be some windows open in heaven before the abundance the prophet is talking about can happen. So your tithe opens windows. But 
Yes, but if your heavens are closed, the heaven is brass and the earth is iron, like we saw, then for you, your matter, I don't know who can help you. You're close to heaven, no? With metal. Because you don't pay tight. Yes, that's the reason. That's the only reason. Metallic. The rain that has been falling, your ground, it doesn't receive some. Because on top of you is metal. It's close heaven. Yeah. It's, that's a very dangerous situation for you to put yourself in. That I don't pay tight. That's what you have. If you don't believe, don't be angry. I'm just reading the Bible and you can see it in the Bible. So don't be angry. Say, yeah, I don't believe in Titus. It's an Old Testament something. It's up to you. It's not by force. There's nothing by force in this place. Yes. If you don't believe, preach what you believe. Wherever. I said, there's nothing by force. Is there by forceness in anything? No. Nobody forces, but what is in the Bible? I'm, I'm pastor here by the grace of God. And it is in the Bible. And I believe it. And I practice it. And I do it. And it blesses me. And I'm sharing for those who believe and those that it will bless and those who will take it and say that this is the way. Yeah. Something must open. If your heaven is close above you, and the heaven is closed for non-tithers. And there are curses with it. People want you to believe that there's no curse on earth. Because uh, uh, what is the scripture? Jesus uh, eh? 3.13. What, what does it say? Redeemed us from the curse of the law. And something, something. So there's no curse. Where does she? And listen to false things and follow false things and false people. Hey! All right. Now, today, look at verse 8 of the same scripture. Or say, yes, Malachi. Will a man rob God? Yet have he robbed me. But ye say, wherein have ye robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. In what? Tithes and offerings. There are two things over there. One is tithe and one is offering. We can't bunch them together. They are two different things. Watch carefully. But we have also seen what it does. The tithe in itself is for God. It's not for you. Leviticus 17.30 shows it. said the tithe of the land, whether it's the seed of the ground or the fruit of the tree, it belongs to God and it is holy unto God. So when you give to God what belongs to God, you have done what you are required to do, what God requires you to do. Are you still here? If uh, this phone is my phone, bring it. I don't even have to say thank you. It's my phone. 
And you could have stolen it. And I've taken it from you. I have to come and worship you. And now begin to bless you. That I left my phone on the chair. And you took it and you gave it to me. So I should send you to America. Buy you a new car. And do everything. It is not yours. The thing is mine. And because I left it here. You took it. It was with you. Or I gave it to you to keep for me. And I'm coming back for my own thing. Ah, okay. I see. can't tell I'm a man. Are you still here? So that is what it does. Only if he took it and didn't give it to me, will it be good for him? The curse of the thief, it will follow him. He's a robber because the thing is not for him. Something evil will be chasing him. Just like somebody was telling me that last Sunday, somebody stole somebody's phone in the church. Something will chase you, the, the thief in the church, yes. Yes. There are thieves in the church. When you come, don't go and charge your phone at the back or on the side somewhere. There are thieves in the church. Are you listening to me? But if I'm walking my somewhere, and then this brother said, oh, I, I, I got a nice phone. And when I saw the phone, I thought about you. So I bought it for you. So where is it? Wow! So you bought all this phone for me. I don't know what to do. I have a nice phone that somebody saw and bought for me. You are blessed with a blessing and any blessing that I have, I pour it on you. Yes. Which is very different from the my phone that I collected from you. So this is the difference between tithe and offering. The tithe is for God. When you give it to God, you have only done what you are expected to do, supposed to do, have to do. And, but there is another one called offering. That's where the blessings flow from. As he bought me a new phone, you see, I don't know even what blessing to bless this guy with. I don't know how. I feel like is that oil, I should pour it on him so that he'll be blessed and be richer and buy me more phones. Different from my phone that he gave to me. Are you here? So the part of the offering is what I want to open your eyes on. Because there are scriptures that also tell us that God blesses you according to what you give. True or not true? Yes. And if it is tight, tight is 10%. In Genesis 14, 20, Abraham met Melchizedek and he gave him tithe of all things. In Hebrews 7, 2, uh, Hebrews 7, 2, put the scripture there for me. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part. 
So in, the, in Genesis, it's called what? Tithe of all things. In Hebrews, it's called what? A tenth. So tenth is tenth. You can make it 15th, 20th, but 10th is 10th. That's what it is. So will God bless somebody because, let's say we work, your pay is this and my pay is that. So God will bless me more for giving the 10th and bless you less for giving the 10th. I don't think it's proportionately like that. So the blessing comes in what we call offering. Offering is free will giving. Offering is a sacrifice that you are making. What is from your heart and you are giving. What are you doing but it's okay. Galatians 6. Read verse 6 to something. Uh, you know 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate that is share unto him that teacheth in all good things. We use this scripture to honor our um, leaders. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Then verse 9 says that, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we fail not. Is that not so? Yeah. So what you sow, you reap. It's not like people use it for a curse or something. How much you sow is how much you reap. Luke six thirty-eight. Is the verse. He said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So this is where the differences come in. This is where God looks at. What is coming from your heart? This is the step beyond the tithe. So after you have done your tithe. So if you say, I've done my tithe, I've finished with God. It's not like that. The real blessing comes from what you freely and willingly do. So is that that is the same measure. He looks at what you measured for him. Then you multiply that and give it back to you. Good measure. Pressed together, running over. Will be given back to you. So if the unit is two, he's giving you two that is multiplied by a certain measure. And if the unit is 200, he's giving you 200 that is multiplied by a certain measure. This is where your blessing is. This is the secret that will unlock your financial buoyancy. How many want financial buoyancy in your life? It's in the, it's in the Bible and we don't, 
we, we, we believe these things. We preach about them. We preach about outreach and soul winning. And this one too is there. And you need to understand. Yeah. I pray for you that you would experience financial buoyancy in your life. That means you are floating on top. You are above the minimum and the, the, the needy point of life. You will not walk in this life as a needy person. Somebody who is insufficient in your ways all through your life. That's how your grandfather was. That's how your father, your uncles are like that. So our house, that's what it is. No, you are breaking away from that culture in the name of Jesus. It is so in your home, but you are exempted from it and you are not part of it. Because you are getting some understanding. Oh, I believe in this. And I believe in taking opportunity of any situation... To also put my money down. Yes. Wow. Yeah, true. In the middle of the night, as I was doing my all these things, then I had had this feeling to give about, I don't know what time, so 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Then, yes, pa, 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 pam. It's gone where it has to go. And I, I thought where it went, they will ask that, what is this for? They were not asking any question. So just a few moments back then, I sent a message so that they won't think that <laughs> it is what it is not. It's an offering. I said, this is an offering. Go and catch it and put it where it has to be. Because I was just in the night. It has come to me before. And I delayed a little. As I was in this, this is a a point. This is my blessing that I'm trying to block the blessing. But I'm not a blocker of blessing. Slap your neighbor and ask, are you a blocker of blessing? A blocker of blessing is somebody who doesn't give when he has to give. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still in church? Very good. Um, Second Corinthians nine six. I'm showing these scriptures that is away from tithing, but it's showing a God who blesses you. According to your giving. Hmm. But this I say, verse 6. Yes. He who soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And we, he who soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Reverend Sado. What does it say? Every man... According as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give. Not grudgingly. Or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. 
Reverend Kent will say, God loves a cheerful giver, not a tearful giver. Like you are giving and you are crying. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency of all things may abound unto every good work. Amen. So if you give sparingly, that is you give small, you receive small. Is it the tithe? Is it the tithe? It's not the tithe. The tithe is measured. It's a tenth. It's ten percent. Yes. I don't think God will punish me because my tithe is um, 10 CDs or 100 CDs and I've done it faithfully. But because your tithe is 10,000, then God is going to punish me for my tithe being 100 CDs. But what I do, maybe he can punish me for not trying to earn more. But what I've earned, that's the tithe. Faithfully. And he's happy with my 100 and you too, 10,000 is your tithe. He's happy with that one too. But when it comes to challenging God with our giving, that's where the differences now begin to show up. Read the verse 6. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. Mm. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. Mm. That's message. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in giving. Yeah, when the giver what? Delights in giving. It's a delight. Hmm. Six, five, four. How many? Yeah, but there's no time. Wow. Do you understand the difference now? So there's this and there is that. There's tithe, there's offering. Tithe gives you open heaven. If you don't do it, your heavens are closed. Offering now challenges God for God to come through to you according to your faith and bless you. Yes. I think you've got it. I'm happy that you've got it. Now, um, six Maybe six. I'll, I'll just mention the point for you. Six. Um, no, no, that's not it. Yeah. Six steps to receiving a blessing from your offerings. Number one. Step number one. You must have a willing mind. And also, Second Corinthians eight twelve. Number one is what? 
well in mind. You must be willing. Second Corinthians 8.12 says that for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not. Willing. You must be enthusiastic. If somebody is willing, it means you don't have to uh, what? You don't have, there's no, even pressure is far. You don't even have to try to convince the person. They have to they, they talk to you. Ah, then okay. And yeah, J. Now. Now. Willing and ready. The word enthusiastic comes to me. Yes. You are ready to do it. You are doing it willingly. I mean, imagine somebody giving you something and he's not willing. And he's taking time to explain to you the thing I'm giving you, how much it has cost me. All the thing that I've gone through before giving you this money that I'm giving and this shirt that I'm giving you, it's not easy. So, Charlie, I, I mean, I'm giving it to you, but no, that me too, it's not easy for me at all. No, that's not how to give. There must be a willing and enthusiastic and ready mind that easily just lets go. Are you still here? Yes, there must first be a willing mind. Exodus 35 and verse 5. Exodus 35. Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. So this is not tight, is it tight? Willing, according to how you will do and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat hair. These are the offerings and ram skin and dyed red badger skin and shitting wood and oil for the light and uh, plenty of things like that. Mm-hmm. Is it Exodus 35? Go to verse 5 and let me see. Okay. Willing heart. All right. That's what I read. And then, yes, offering. The word offering is used there. Yeah. When you read on, you find out that the people brought the offering so much that they said, look, it's enough. No more offerings. Yes. They were willing. They were ready, enthusiastic. They gave so much that if you find that verse is in this thing, that the Moses had to say that, eh, yeah, offerings in is enough. A willing mind. So a willing mind is not restrained. It releases. It gives. Number two. Step number two. Um, yeah. You must only think of good things as you give. So think of good things. The same scripture we read in um, Second 
Corinthians 8, 12. Um, it says, if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, not according to that he has not. When you are given, and for you to give properly, don't think of what you don't have. Think of what you have. Do you have something? Do you have something? Everybody has something. Every, whoever, whatever, God has given you something. You have something. That I say in the church, that after church, you see people trooping across the car park over here. That's what I see. I don't see this side. I see this sometimes when I'm out. And I don't see where the choir people go on this side, heavy food area. Yeah, the Bangkok area. But like everybody, many people, not everybody, trooping there to go and eat. So meanwhile, when you are sitting in the church and they say offering, you look, you gaze like your eyes have been taken out and they have put glass inside. So then when it's just gazing, you don't know whether the person is looking or gazing, can see or cannot see. It's like a strange phenomenon for taking offering. Yet, after we have shared the grace, your next stop is to go and give money to somebody to fill your stomach. So the Bible says that if it is given according to what you have, you are looking, what do you have? What you have is the blessing of God. What you have is what God has given to you. What you have is the job God has given you. What you have is the blessing. Somebody gave you money. It's a blessing for you. That's what you have. And that is what you look on to give. And you don't look at the car that you don't have. That you wish to have. If you look at what you don't have. And, but you wish to have. You will never give. Because you always reason to yourself that. I need this. I need this. I need this. Why should I give this money? I would rather keep that money to obtain the things I want to obtain. Yes. So that's why I say it is accepted if it is done according to the blessing that you see God has blessed you. And you must be quick to see the blessing. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Be quick to see the blessing. I know you love to cry. Because there's no money, there's no this, there's no that, there's no that. But Look also at what you have. What there is. What has been given you. What, what, what God has blessed you with. If you look for the blessing, you see that your life is a blessed life. Nobody can have everything. Well, maybe some people have everything. <laughs> Nobody can have everything. It's true. Nobody can have it. Even when you have done and you have all the money, that is the time you can't drink milk. Was milk not precious some time ago? That they used teaspoon to measure it and then put it in the tea for you. Some of you have stolen milk before. How many have stolen milk before? Of course, you have left your hand. I'll tell your mother. <laughs> you haven't. Are you sure? What have you stolen before? Don't say it. Anything. 
How many have stolen sugar before? <laughs> now, you don't even put sugar in your tea. I was sitting with my friend. That's some years back. I was putting sugar in my Now, I hardly put sugar in my tea. Hardly. Then, unless for therapy. Yes. I need some sugar to balance it for me. But otherwise, the tea I drink is not even nice. Green tea. Meanwhile, sugar and milk. Oh, come on. I've stolen. It's precious. Now, I can have a lot to drink if I want. But this is the time that I don't even, I don't even look for, I don't know where it is. I don't know where the milk is in my house. I know they drink. <laughs> People drink for me. Yes. So at the time that now you have, you think you can enjoy everything. You can. Do you drink sugar? Sometimes you steal some Coke to drink. I've caught you before. Even Coke. For therapy. (laughs) You can't drink one Coke. But those days, maybe Christmas, then you got, they poured it in some cup, be small for you. Hey, I tell you. So, you can, I'm showing you that you can't have everything. Even if you think you have everything, you can't enjoy it. Yes. Number three, you must determine the amount you give. You must determine the amount you give will be given cheerfully. Yes, whatever you are given. Do it what? Cheerfully. Happy. Men, they are giving offering time. When the usher comes, then he says, they said, they nimbi now they left and they push his canoe. They say, go away and leave me alone. I mean, usher, you are supposed to pass with the bag, but you have come to stand in front of me. Why? Is it by force? Just get it and let me go. Like somebody said, eh, no, it's in the next destiny. Be happy. When it is offering time, it is a time to be blessed and be happy that you have an opportunity to be blessed. Somebody told me that. I mean, what were we doing that he gave some good money for uh, the destiny? Is it the convention? Supported the convention with big money. So I called there. So God bless you for this. this, this. He said, Oh, we're talking. And it came up. And he said, God bless you for this. Oh, me, when it, this thing comes up, I see it as an opportunity to be blessed. So it's like, Let the issue come. It's my opportunity. Make use of your opportunities too. Because you have opportunities. When it comes up, when it's time to give, it's an opportunity to be blessed. After this, I'll take offering. I'll be looking into your face, whether you are cheerful or you are tearful. 
<laughs> Are you still here? Yes. Very good. Cheerful givers are the ones God prizes. Yes. It's another version. Yeah. Next one. You must refuse to give when man puts pressure on you. It is better to give nothing than to give an amount somebody pressures you into. Is it great? Don't be under pressure. Okay, so then when they are taking the offering, they just say, okay, it's offering to anybody who wants to give. Come, no, we will not do that. We will encourage you to give, but you are not under pressure. Pressure means if you don't do, there's some kind of sanction or consequence that comes to you. There's nothing like that. Nobody is forcing anything out of you. But we, if we don't encourage you, you will not even be blessed because you will not see what else you can do. Somebody must encourage you in every area of your life for you to step higher and do better. There must be an encourager who sometimes is like even a menace, like the way all you are not, or put too pressure on you. I had an ACCA candidate. I'll be there, then sometimes I'll talk this, this, that, that, that. I saw that, Charlie, my presence was pressure. Yeah. Because you have to do the thing and finish. Why do something you don't finish? A few days ago, I was telling him that, look, now I can feel you. Because by the grace of God, he finished. He passed his last paper. He's around. He's the usual laughing, flowing, everything. We are happy. I said, now I can feel you. But previously, pressure. On him said, me, me, money, pressure. So you can't feel comfortable when I'm around. I have come here just chatting and being happy. No. Go, go under the pressure. I'm an encourager. I'm an encourager, but you see, there's a thin line between pressure and encouragement. A serious encourager will come like some pressure on you. Because if you don't do that, people will never reach the potential that they have. They will never obtain it. If they don't have somebody who is spurring them on, and pushing them and telling them that it's possible. I should be able to tell you that it's possible to give 10,000. You can. And then as your faith also flows with it, you get up and you give it. It's not pre- pressure I'm giving you. Yeah, when you receive the blessing, it's yours. Yeah. And you receive it. I think it's my next point. My time, as for time, they have entered into tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, last one. You must only give when you can believe God will give back to you. You must only do what? 
you give when you believe that God will give back to you. In other words, when you give, you must have an expectation that give and it shall be given back to you. And that expectation must be there. Don't lose it. Are you listening to me? And there's nothing wrong in giving and expecting God to give because that's what God has said. That's what God has said. That's what is in the Bible. So rather, if you don't have it in your mind, it's the source of your faith. So if it is not there, then you have missed it. Well, yeah, I'm just giving. If God blesses me, if if he doesn't, it's okay. I'm just a giver. No, I am a giver because I believe in the word of God that says that give and it shall be given to me. I am giving big, barefoot. That's the three word, barefoot. Yes, I'm giving big because I am expecting God to give me back big. That's why I'm giving big. Then somebody will ask you, why is that when it's offering, you just give money like that? Because I expect big blessing and I also receive big blessing. It is time for you to cancel certain amounts from your offering in the church. That when you come to church, I mean, this 5 CD, 2 CD or 10 CD or 20 or this thing, I'm not giving it again. Yes. Oh, true. It's a time for you to step up. And do better. Are you still here? So, even the Bible says that if you do not act in faith, it is sin. Is that not so? Uh-huh. How can your giving be sin? The Bible says, whosoever, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Romans fourteen twenty three. Have you seen it before? Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So God expects your actions and your moves to be of faith. I'm doing this because I believe God will do this. Then you go for it and you do it. Wow. Have you received something today? Yes. You must have a desired uh, you give correct, when you give correctly you must have a desired return in mind. Yes, but you can't force God. Oh God, last week, I gave 10,000 two weeks ago and I'm here. I haven't gotten anything. Now you can't force God also. God works in his own way. That's why uh, the scripture we read in uh, verse 9. Galatians says, now he said, do not be weary in well-doing. Yes. So in due time, that is in God's time. So don't, you can't force God. I always remember one time somebody gave me a friend, a friend who were just around and I don't know how I really needed money then. And he slipped money in my pocket, my breast pocket here. And we're still around where we were. Then after um, maybe some 30 minutes, one hour, I saw him reaching my pocket again. I said, oh, why? What you gave me, are you coming for it? He said, no, I'm coming to see 
whether it has yielded some fruit so that I will harvest it. <laughs> it's like you put the seed in the ground and then tomorrow you go and dig it and see whether there's a, a harvest on it and it's still in the ground. It's just like a joke, but he actually did it. And I always remember. But then you put it, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, then it bringeth forth much fruit. You know, sometimes it will die so much that you have forgotten about it. Yes. You've forgotten that you did this or you did that, you did that. But as for the fruit, it keeps coming and it keeps coming. You see, if you are a giver, you cannot even link your blessing to any particular giving. Is it this one or that one or that one? You know because God is blessing you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm showing you that the tithe opens the windows of heaven. Don't miss it. Don't throw it away. Don't discard it because you'll be closing your windows that have the blessings behind. But what really brings the multiplication and the, the, the increase and, and the returns to you is not the fixed 10% or tithe. But it is the free will given, the free will offering is what brings the blessings that you desire. Rise up on your feet. Lift your hands to Jesus, somebody. I feel a financial blessing, a blessing of peace. Shalom. A blessing of peace. Shalom. Shalom. Yes. It means peace. It means prosperity. It means well-being. Peace, prosperity, well-being, shalom. That means you have the blessing and the supply of God. And you have received of his supply and his abundance. Somebody pray that God will touch your heart. That you will not be the reason why your blessings are locked up somewhere. God help me that I will not be the reason why my blessings are locked up somewhere. But, oh God, my acts, my mind, my actions will rather open the door for blessings to flow to me and to reach me. There's the prayer you are praying this morning because there are some blessings that are your blessings. But for one or two reasons and for what you do or not do, they can be locked up somewhere, but release them. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Oh God, by supernatural power and by response to the faith of your children, young ones, old ones, rich ones, poor ones. 
they have, they don't have. Whatever their state, as they repose their faith in you today, oh God, let there be a supernatural lifting up in the name of Jesus. Let people have breakthrough experiences in this church as never before. Break out, break through, 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 break out, break through in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Isaiah 48, 17. That says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, who teaches thee to profit. Every business is looking for profit, Jerusalem. But verse 17, uh-huh. I am the Lord that teaches thee to profit. God is in partnership with you to teach you how to make profit of what you are doing. As you dedicate it to him, he's working on it with you. And the prophet will be enormous. You have not seen it before. I said you have not seen it before. I said you have not seen it before. So do it and you will see God at work. Father, bless your children with financial blessings, with health blessings, with, with, with houses with cars, with everything, with children, with anything that anyone's heart longs for and prayer is for. Oh God, today I pray that as they respond to your word, they will see the result of it in the name of Jesus. Bless Lord. Yes, bless Lord. Yes, bless Lord. Yes, bless Lord. Bless Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Close your eyes. You are here today. You are not born again. Close your eyes. You want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. Lift up your right hand like this. Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. And let me pray this prayer special prayer for your salvation god bless you this is the greatest part of the service the most important of all is that your soul is saved and that you will not go to hell but you will go to heaven that's the most important of all is that your soul is saved you will not go to hell you'll go to heaven come to jesus god bless you say this prayer with me say lord jesus Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Make me your son. From today, I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.